0: Guys, get get to to Isa. Isa. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode three of season two. We are Woo. your hosts. I'm Maddie. And I'm Evie. So glad to have you guys back. Um, last week, what were we talking about last week? Oh, last week we did question and answer. Yeah, that was really fun. I really liked that a lot. Um, and this week we are actually kind of starting a two part series. Um, just a little mini-series where Evie and I are actually going to share our testimonies with you guys. Ooh. Um, if you guys don't know what testimonies are, it's just kind of like your life story and kind of mm-hmm. how God has used you and worked through you, and, yeah, so, I'm kind of nervous. I know! <laughs> I feel like, it,
1: that's so funny, I don't know, I feel like I've only ever really given my testimony, like, fully like, maybe once or twice. Like, this isn't... Same. You know, it's not
0: something that you really do often.
1: Yeah, or sit down and, like, you know, give, like, a 20, 30-minute, right. like, overview of your life. So, I don't know. It is, like, there's an element yeah, of it being nerve-wracking, but... Yeah, it's racking, kind of but...
0: nerve-wracking and nervous to, like, be this vulnerable with you guys, but... Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but... Evie and I were literally just having a conversation that we said we need to pause this conversation and have it literally on the podcast because we just think you guys would enjoy it. Um, (laughs) We We need input. We feel like, do you guys feel the same way? I mean, I don't know. Yes, but we were talking about Coachella and Stagecoach and Rolling Loud and all of that stuff. And um, it's just, so Coachella and Stagecoach just announced, what, yesterday? Or the day before. Yeah, recently. That this it's week. It's happening sure. for 2022. That sounds really weird to say. Is it next, next wait, year? Wait, is it 20, yeah, yeah, it's next year. Oh, yeah, because we're halfway through next, this. Yeah, yeah that oh, makes okay. sense. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So for next year, they just announced that it's happening. They announced the dates for it and stuff. And then, like, last week, Rolling Loud dropped their lineup.
1: Yeah, they dropped their lineup, and then tickets
0: went on sale yesterday. Already sold out.
1: Guys, sold out,
0: (laughs) like, insane.
1: Well, it just kind of, yeah, like, us talking about Rolling Loud just kind of, like, spurred our music festival conversation of, like, we, well, I think what was so, you know, weird is, like, we're getting back into this whole thing, like, since Mm -hmm, COVID, and, like, it's just, it's really weird how it's all kind of unfolding where you can't have so many people together, but it's weird because it's only been one year off or, you know, one to two years off that it's kind of, like, I feel like there needs to be this big, like, extravagant moment of, like, you know, who is headlining these things? Like, that's gonna... It's not just every other year. Oh, you know, I went last year, but I'm kind of iffy about this year. I'll just go next year. Like, we've learned the future is not promised. Like, we need to go out with a bang, so...
0: Yeah, well, and then Evie and I... Well, I personally did not really, was not a fan of the Rolling Loud lineup for yeah, LA. It was a little controversial for us, but. Let me but... Tell you about the Rolling Loud Miami lineup. Oh! oh. <laughs> Which is so weird, because I feel like,
1: you know, I would say I am a little bit more informed about, like, Coachella and Stagecoach, because they are a Same. little bit bigger. Like, they're just different events, and, like, they're yeah. closer to home, like, you know, so I feel like I'm a little bit informed about, the, like, those headliners, it's all music, whereas, like, Rolling Loud is, like, hip-hop rap, that mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't, I didn't know this before, that, like there's only like specific people that go to like rolling Loud Miami, but they would never go to Rolling Loud LA. Yeah. I don't and know that, that changes the game for me. Well like, because
0: Rolling Loud Miami was like a thousand times better than Rolling Loud right. LA.
1: And I mean we were really controversial to our friends because our friends were like they kind of were really vibing with the headliners and like the lineup. I felt like it was not worth my money at all. No, same. My favorites weren't there and I feel like, you know, if you're gonna go for three days, make a weekend out of it, spend so much money, like I wanna like, die over these artists, you right. know, and I don't know if it was it for me, but we were talking about, like, Coachella, really? and we kind of feel the same way, like, I better love these artists, like, I'm, there's been talk, I mean, just, like, people in comments and stuff of, like, possibly, like, Dua Lipa headlining one night you at guys, Coachella. Levitating live. Guys, we, we be big Dua Lipa fans could over you here. Imagine? I, I'm she's just a, so
0: fun. I'm such a fan of her. Like she's so fun. Like I think her music always puts me in a good mood. Like it's so, it's so just, like, like party time beat, fun. Like yeah, good vibes. levels are
1: high. Like yeah. it is so good. It's like and all of her songs are bouncy, but they're not like and like vibey. They but they're like, not like the same ones yeah, either. Like they all so sound so fun, like vibey music that like I just feel like so, that at a festival like, would be but so But even they were talking
0: about. But like even if say but does headline for Coachella, but the other two headliners are just trash. Yeah, like it's that's that's not worth That's it hard to like, make it. To, yeah, like they have to be a level or better. Yeah, all three nights. I agree,
1: I agree, and, and that's, that's what's hard is because there were some like in years past. I mean, this is like people are gonna die over this, but like, there's been really big names, obviously, I mean, it's Coachella, but, like, that people have been so stoked for that I would never pay my money to see same. them. That I'm kind of, but then there's been other people that I'm, like, oh, like, if only they were with these other same, people, same. like, well, for instance, Post Evie Malone just, with ugh. Dua Lipa, I mean, that would be, like, so fun.
0: Like, well, I was telling Evie that, like, like, I'm a big country music fan, so, like, I would mm-hmm. love to go with Stagecoach. Um, but like stagecoach, like the 2020 lineup that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Mm. I was not a fan, but like 2019, I wish I would have gone, yeah, because it was so good and like like I don't know, like so it has to be kind of like 2019 level for me to like, pay to go and like I mean I know like it is like it is a lot of money but it is three full days of concerts like I understand True. that and it's not just the headline I mean the headliners obviously right I mean there's it. also like there's so smaller bands that I like and like two but like Stagecoach 2020 just like wasn't doing it for me and I mean now looking back glad I didn't purchase tickets <laughs> yeah yeah but, I know um, but yeah like it has to be like like I have to absolutely die over all three headliners for me to do that yeah I know, or it's like, weird. If it was just, like, Dua Lipa, who, like, the only one I liked at Coachella, like... I'd be like, oh, like, that's super fun. I'm sure the like, set's gonna be that's great. That's super fun. Glad, glad people get to go see her, but, like, I'll just go to a concert of hers. Right, and that's what we were saying,
1: too. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Does anybody else relate to this? Because I feel like, you know... For for instance, like, the Rolling Loud lineup. Like, I re- would love to go see Chris Brown. Like, Chris Brown and Young Thug are gonna be, like, special guests for um, the... Like the weekend. I don't really know what they're doing, but they're really like just special works. guests, yeah. and like they're gonna have their they own set. They aren't really
0: set. headliners, but but they are. Like it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super it weird. It gives the three headliners, and then it says with special guest Chris Brown and Gun Thug. I'm like, okay, so, yeah. Like, when is that happening? All three nights? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what night are they? Monday? Like
1: are we all staying? Like I don't, I don't know how that happens, but um, like I would love to go see him, but I mean like. $400 to go see him with so many other people standing like I'd rather go pay for my seat yes. to have a really good seat See a whole set for two hours and like really get the full vibe of just him But I also think like festivals are super fun because they are like It I is know, the environment it is, like, the whole so, vibe
0: and the environment It's so hard and, and you and do get
1: to see so many people and like whatever, but I get I don't know I mean it just seems like a lot of money to like go to a festival see a bunch of people and then be like Oh, I'd love to go see this person like after you've already seen them, be like, oh, I really would like love to go see them, just them in concert. Yeah. I mean, I guess you'd have to really love them, and they'd have to be like a really good performer. But I don't know. It's a lot. It's I know. a lot to think about. But send us good vibes. Send yes. send Coachella good vibes that they send have Coachella good performers. Send Coachella good
0: vibes because we're trying to go. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely be talking about the lineups when they come out.
1: Yes, we need to. Yeah, we need to. We'll have a that. whole episode. We should just have a whole
0: episode <gasps> on them. We should. Hopefully, they come out like on the same day or week.
1: Yeah, I feel like... Well, feel okay, like when should, do they... Right? Like, I feel like Where I need... When do they come out? I don't know. Let me look that can up. Can you look that um, up for us? Coachella...
0: Because I could really analyze the whole... Both lineups.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like we really need to, like, get can after really that. Really dive into that. Yeah. Um, okay, it says nothing about when well, it drops, okay, because but... I
0: remember the Stagecoach 2020 lineup came up in, like, August in 2019. Whoa. That's a really long time for me to wait, you guys.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, because I'm that? seeing, like, the old... No, 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 this is... Oh, this was 20. That was 2020. Or is that 2020? Oh. I think that was 2020. No, 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 no. I swear, I saw... Oh, my God. Can I look at the date? This one... No, wait, no. No, that one Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah, already that one already happened. That she's one. headlined twice guys beyonce is headlined twice he was, oh that's very gonna be like, a
0: unpopular imp- opinion of mine but i'm sorry i'm just not a big beyonce fan
1: okay i found it
0: wait that was last year's
1: this was coachella drops 20 20- full 2020 lineup
0: i'm gonna we have to second what maddie's
1: what yeah, I wondering? was just curious who it was. Oh. I got on a tangent in my head.
0: Well, Who's Rage Against
1: the Machine? Can you find out when
0: like 2024 <laughs> drops? That's what we care about. No, they don't have that.
1: That's what I don't. That's what I can't find. Like they don't have like when it comes out. But I was okay. trying to go back and see like the trends of when past oh, things okay. have come out to kind of get the vibe. And then I just got sidetracked of like who was headlining for years past. Okay. but Travis what? was supposed to. Uzi was guys. I'm going to the insta. Hold on, girl. Okay, anyways, um, I don't know, but when it comes out, we will definitely, just know we will be talking about it, because I feel like we're dying to go.
0: See you 2022. Registered now. Advanced sale begins Friday, June 4th. Oh my goodness. You guys, do people buy tickets for this thing without even knowing who's coming? <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I couldn't. Okay, wait. Let me
1: see. Um, Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. When
0: did that come out? January 2nd. Oh my gosh, of 2020. Oh, so that's only like
1: four months.
0: Let me see if I can go back.
1: Let me see. What are these? Oh, yeah. This would be before (gasps) this. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Okay, so we have to. Okay, guys, catch us in six (laughs) months (laughs) talking about the lineup. January. (gasps) way, but tickets go wow. on sale June
1: 4th? That's Friday? It, six months in advance? You're literally kidding. That's insane. Has anybody gone to Coachella that wants to, like, help us, or, like, has input on if we should yeah, go or not?
0: if you've gone to Coachella or Stagecoach, please hit us up, because obviously we're struggling. Clearly we have no idea. We're like, yeah, guys, we really want to go. We have no <laughs> idea how I this works. No idea what happens. I mean, don't you think if we wait until January to buy tickets that... Oh, it yeah. might be sold out
1: i feel well i just feel like that would be way too close with everything associated with coachella you know what i'm saying this Don't one dropped fell. this one dropped um oh, what is that 2019? january 2nd 2019 oh, oh it
0: comes out in january january 2nd oh wow oh gosh okay so why is? It i just feel like a hotel
1: like all that like four months in advance kind of seems like i mean you plan trip like say you, you didn't live in california like I plan trips way more than four months in advance. You know what I mean? Like, a big trip. Like, I guess people... I don't know. Sorry. I have a lot of thoughts going through my head right
0: <laughs> now. Just, wow, you guys. Wow. Okay, we'll catch you January. Wow. Talking okay, about these sign trips.
1: January 2nd, 20... Okay, so is okay. this a known thing that we're, <laughs> we just don't know about? Apparently, we're
0: just stupid. January 2nd is the day. <laughs> so, on January we 2nd... We hope we informed you guys We will too be again. dropping an episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so dumb. Wow, that was so dumb. Is we that was, a thing? Is, for 12 minutes now. Okay, sorry guys. Okay, sorry. So we'll dive right into this. We don't even have a line We're so yeah. Let's just dive right in. So January 2nd, be on the lookout for an episode from us if you just want to hear about all things Coachella lineup. Yeah. And if Evie and I are going, because I guess January <laughs> 2nd we'll be making the decision. So we'll, see. we'll
1: let you guys know. Well, June 4th we'll be making the <laughs> Friday we'll be making
0: the decision. When We're going. Drop? That's it. Insane. That's an advanced Six. sale. What I don't know what that, that means, though. Seven months. Oh, in- advance. Oh. Advanced, oh, advanced just, sale. Like, like I don't. Put your name on, like, a list? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know put how to put it works. on the waiting list. I've I don't really know. Something like this, i like Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea how this works. Obviously, I'm just so lost. Okay. But, well. <laughs> anyways, hopefully informed you guys that January 2nd is the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. But, yeah. So, anyways. This episode. Hello. Yes. Um. We just you guys a little mini series, but um, I'm sharing mine first. <gasps> Maddie's going first. Well, and there was Maddie in the hot
1: seat. Hot seat. Hot. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? I do. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> for that, Maddie's
0: in the hot seat. Hot seat. Hot. Isn't there something you say at the end? I don't know. I forgot. Oh. Woo! Woo! Yay! <laughs> Maddie. Okay. Yay! Okay. Um, so I'll be going this episode, and the next episode, Evie will be going maybe yes. he has some questions for me kind yeah ish i don't really know but yeah i'm ready okay okay <laughs> yeah we're gonna do some questions to kind of walk money through it and then
1: you just elaborate as much as you want to as little as you want to okay. um we'll just see where it goes you just okay all right I'm we'll ready. just start so okay um do you let's just start off with like basic information okay. like if we really want to start, like, right out of the womb, like, <laughs> right out of the womb. straight out of the womb, do you remember, well, not, not do you remember, but, um, like, where, give us a little preface of, like, coming home, like, from the hospital, like, where, where did you grow up, like, okay. yeah, from so my childhood, maybe? um, that's a big one, because we'll break that down, but, that's like, true. what do you, um, okay, just kind of,
0: like, Background information. Yeah, background me. knowledge, okay. if we need to know any. We're um, <laughs> <laughs> on March 11th. Oh, okay, we're wow. happy with okay, it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am the oldest in my family. I just have a younger brother. Um, we are, like, a year and a half or so apart. Okay. Um, he's, let's see, I'm 20. He's 18, so, like, a year and a half. But we're, like, two grade levels apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it was just me for a while. I don't, honestly don't remember that. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have grown up in the same town, same house. Um, I've lived in the same house for, like, 18, all, going on 19 years now. Wow. Um, same bedroom, same everything. Same wow. Thing. Um, I just have two parents, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, just my mom and my dad and then just my brother and I. Um, you know, some dogs here and there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, nice. Thank you for that little preface.
1: Um, okay, so, yeah, what, um, what do you remember about your childhood? Like, you don't have to think us like, earliest memory unless you <laughs> have one, but, um, like, yeah, like, kind of those really early years, not, like, like, five and up, like, is early, but what do you think, like, about like your- Like,
0: elementary school. Yeah,
1: like, elementary okay. school.
0: What, how was that for you? What did it look like? Um, I was homeschooled pretty much all throughout elementary school. My mom's a teacher, so she homeschooled my brother and I, and I know there's, like, a stigma (laughs) on, like, homeschoolers and that they're nerdy or they're lame, um, but I, like, you can ask anybody, I hated it at the time, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely complained about it a lot, But looking back, like, I was able to do a lot of really cool things, and we were able to go on a lot of trips and a lot of really fun, um... What are, those, what are those things called, um, field trips, field trips, thank you, <laughs> um, like, we were able to just, like, go on vacation, like, the middle of school year, and, um, why are you laughing, I can't remember, <laughs> that was the most homeschooler thing, <laughs> what are those things called, those things that you, those Stop. day activity schools go, on. <laughs> just kidding, um, so, that, like, we were on, like, a really, like, um, fun field trips, like, we, like, we went on a lot, like, mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fun. Um, I was always like super involved with like activities and stuff outside of school like so I did soccer for a little bit and then I got really involved into like dance and gymnastics. I was on a competitive dance team for a couple years. Um, and then like my brother was always like super involved with sports too. Um, so we were always like super busy with like his travel baseball and um definitely stayed busy my parents did a really great job at even though we were homeschooled like they did they prioritized um like socializing us Mm -hmm. so we didn't have kind of like a weird social stuck in the house bubble yeah because like in elementary school like a lot of it like like, you learn a lot of social cues, and, like, you learn a lot about just how to even, like, act and talk to other people. Totally. And that was, I mean, obviously, my mom, being a teacher, knows that, and so she knew that that was, like, something that my, her and my dad would really have to prioritize. And, um, yeah, and then also super heavily involved in our church. My grandpa was the pastor of our church growing up. My dad was the youth pastor. And my mom was the children's ministry director. Um, a lot of my family was on staff at the church too, so a lot of my, like, early childhood memories are at the church, um, yeah, it was great, fun, love. Nice, it. <laughs> nice. Um, what, at what
1: age or, like, what time did you go back to school?
0: Um, I went back to school. Or if you, like,
1: going to school.
0: Um, I started going to school in sixth grade, so the beginning of middle school. Um, I went to a private Christian middle school. That's where Evie and I met. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was definitely a transition. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously just transitioning into middle school and it being a little harder and then also just having to go to school and have to sit in a classroom five days a week for six hours a day was difficult. Um there was also a lot of stuff like a couple years before that my mom's health was really bad um and it got worse when i started sixth grade so just i just kind of like juggling going back to school and being away from home and being away from home at kind of a really bad time for me to be away from home was definitely something that i struggled with and was i definitely lashed out and my actions kind of told that story for me that there Mm -hmm. was something going on um yeah it was difficult just yeah and then because my brother was still homeschooled so it was really hard being like the older sister and wanting to like protect my brother from all of that because all throughout elementary not all throughout elementary school but like my last couple years of elementary school that's what I did and, um, just like, I don't know. It was just hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like there was, like, a sense of, like, obligation almost to kind of, like, be that protector and, like.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, nobody ever put that on me. Nobody yeah. ever told me. Like, a me... self. Like, yeah. Like, nobody ever told protection. me, like, oh, Maddie, like, mom's really sick or, like, mom's in the hospital. Like, you need to take care of your brother or you need to be the teacher for him or. And, like, nobody ever told me that even after, like, things with my mom kind of settled down. Nobody, like, ever put that role or obligation on me. I just took it upon myself, which, in a sense, was good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Because there was, like, a time when I did kind of feel like I was mom and teacher to my brother for a little. um, And then just kind of, like, releasing that was really hard because... I wanted to shield my brother from all of that for as long as I could and as best as I could and then like having to go to school and like her health getting worse was I just didn't really cope with it well
1: yeah understandably yeah (laughs) yeah how do you think that going through all of that and experiencing those emotions and those you know thoughts and feeling like you know in a sense, kind of having to be, having to grow up really fast and deal with um, hard topics at such a young age. Like, how do you think that that um, affected you now, or like helped you in your if it if it helped you at all in your like growing up and like going into middle school, going into this super hard time that people say is like you know one of the worst times of their lives or whatever. Like, how do you think that affected you and like where you are today?
0: Um. Yeah. So, like, obviously, like growing up in the church and stuff, I accepted Christ like at a very young age when I was like five. And as a five year old, I didn't really know what that meant. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this is just what everybody does. Like, I'm at church, might as well. And I definitely think having to like go through all of that and being forced to mature. I mean, nobody really forced me, but being in a situation, yeah, like I felt like, like, you had I, felt grow like up. I needed yeah. to mature and being put in that situation um definitely caused me to look at just life as a whole and I there were definitely a lot of times where I was very upset and very angry with God and that I just felt that like it was unfair that I was so young that I had to be put in the situation and that like why my family why my mom why does this happen to my brother and I in elementary mm-hmm. school like and this is something that, like, my mom's going to have to deal with for the rest of her life. And that us as a family is going to have to deal with for the rest of our life. Like, it's definitely something that I wrestled with. And, I mean, every now and then I still wrestle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't go away that easily, which it did. But um, it definitely, ha- like, maturing that fast, definitely. I mean, I obviously did not cope with it for a, a couple months in middle school. But I remember, like, in, like, towards the end of 6th grade, going into 7th grade, like, I remember um, one of our principals in elementary school, Mrs. Turner, she could tell that I was, like, really struggling, and, like, my mom and her were kind of friends, so she was able to, like, reach out with her, and I remember her having a conversation with me and just being like, what the heck is going on, dude? Like, I mm-hmm. know this isn't you, I like, know the situation, but, like, we, like, you gotta get control of this, and I remember literally just sitting in her office and crying and just being, like, I don't know what to do, like, I don't Mm. even know where to start, and I, like, remember her just, like, praying with me and, like, her just, like, telling me that, like, like, she'll help me, and that Mm. she is there to help me with whatever I need, and that, like, if I, like, it, like, (laughs) I don't know, I felt like I had this, like, idea in my head where, like, For me to, like, start and for me to, like, process through this kind of, like, anger that I had with God. Like, it had to be, like, some really big, miraculous way where she was just, like, dude, just, like, like, here's a couple verses. Start there. Like, she was, like, talk to him. Yeah. And, like, since I was still, like, how old was I in sixth grade? Eleven? Like, that's so young. Like, I had this, like, kind of, like, not, like, stigma, but, like, I had this, like, perception on how I have to pray Mm -hmm. And how you have to do it like such a certain way and how like I was like, My parents pray so much better than I do, everybody else pray so much better than I all the older people pray so much better than I do. And she was like, dude, like literally like she was just like how you're having a conversation with me right now and you're telling me all of your struggles, she said, You can tell the exact same thing to God. Yeah. And like it's no different. Like it's the same type of conversation and like he'll just listen. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, she just kind of, like, broke down that barrier for me of that it's not that hard, and we think that it's that hard, and it's actually super easy to talk to him, and it's super easy to get closer to him, it's just I have to be willing to take that next step, and, um. yeah, it was definitely really hard, but it's definitely something that, like, looking back now is not something that I really like regret having to go through and it's not and it definitely has helped form my relationship with God and has helped just how I just cope with things in life like yeah from then so yeah
1: yeah that's such good advice I feel like that's I, I don't know, I can speak, only speak for myself, but I feel like I've had to kind of go through that moment of, mm-hmm. like, you're not, you know, there isn't a certain way to pray. Yeah. And it seems like there is. It's a weird, like, you know, growing up in the church, at least, like, you know, it everything, I don't want to say it like this, but calculated, like, like, mm-hmm. there's a way or there's a form or an example that you're supposed to follow. And when you get that moment of, like, that freedom, like, there really isn't. There is, like... <laughs> you know, like, it's, you're not there to impress anyone else, like, you are literally just pouring your heart out to God, and, like, that is so important when you drop that stigma of there's a perfect way, or there's a, yeah, it looks different than other people and that, like, comparison, and, oh, that's so powerful. Um, When do you feel like you really were able to, like, take your relationship with God and make it your own? I know you were saying, like, you know, growing up in the church, parents having faith and stuff, but, like, was it around this time or was it after before that you felt like, you know, I've been baptized, I know the Bible stories, but, like, this is mine, I know Jesus, and I want to follow him?
0: Um, I definitely feel like I have had several moments like yeah. that in my life. Um, one of them definitely being middle school and sixth grade, um, but another one of them being my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my sophomore year of high school um, was... One of the worst but best years of my life, um, I transferred schools that year from the private Christian school that I was at to the public high school just a couple, mi- not miles, a couple minutes down the road, Yeah. Um, and there was just a lot going on, lots of toxicity at my old school, um, just lot of crap going on with a guy and friends and just a lot of lies being thrown around and a lot of allegations being told about me that just weren't true and that were really harsh. Um, And I remember, I think it was like February, end of February of my sophomore year, um, like literally just like not even just like having like a will to live, like not Mm. even... Wanting to go to school, I took two weeks off of school just because I could not face those people anymore, and I could not be told another time that I was worthless or that I was a cheater, or like all of these things that simply were not true in the slightest. Um, and I, I just remember like having a conversation with a friend of mine, well, old friend of mine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and her, she was texting me, just, like, asking, not even asking, like, where are you, I miss you, what's going on, um, but her just kind of being, like, where are you, why haven't you been to school, this is so lame that you're avoiding everybody, um, like, you should just be mature about it, blah, 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 and she Didn't really have any idea what actually was going on and me just kind of telling her like there's a lot going on that you don't even know about like Mm -hmm. I just need a break and her just kind of lashing out on me and telling me that was lame and that um, I'm weak for needing a break and that I'm weak for being depressed and having all Mm -hmm. of these mental health issues come up and for going to therapy and trying to fix my mental health Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just my mental health, but through that time I was also very sick. Um, and so I was also focusing on my physical health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just kind of like sitting in my room and just like crying and just being like, this is a friend of mine. Like, I thought this mm-hmm. was a really close friend of mine, um, who I thought would always be there for me and who I thought would always support me and understand my side of the story no matter what happens Mm -hmm. and um I again was very angry and upset with God that this is how it happened and that this was my situation that I was in and I've just felt like for like a couple weeks I was just getting like no answers from him and that he was just silent Mm -hmm. and um just, like, having conversations, like, God, like, I cannot keep going on like this, I cannot go back to that school, I, the people in my life are terrible, like, this is (laughs) awful, and you're just silent, like, and I really need you right now, and I just was not being patient with him, and I'd wanted it right then and there, because I felt like if I didn't get it right then and there, that I wasn't going to make it another day, Mm -hmm. and, um, It was really hard, and just kind of just having to, like, sit there and not really do anything and not really have any answers, and everybody around me telling me, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, like, I was like, no, that's bullcrap, like, no, it's not, like, I see no light at the end of the tunnel, like, this is awful, like, I mean... It's, like, the worst thing to tell someone in a moment of, like, Like, I was 15, 16 years old, like, I was like, this sucks, I hate it, like, I hate it here, like, this is awful, um... And it was just a lot of questioning God about, like, I remember like having a conversation with Him and just kind of being like, God, like, I know in Your Word it literally says that Your plan is better than my plan and that Your way is higher than mine and that, like, You already have this all worked out for me and that You want my very best, like, and that You Mm -hmm. have my best interest in mind. This is not it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're a liar, dude. Like, what's going on here? Like, this is not it. And then just, like, getting, like, kind of no response back for, like, almost a month. Like, I was very frustrated and very upset to the point of where I just stopped talking to him. I stopped going to church. I literally stopped doing everything because I was like, this is bullcrap. Like, why am I doing this if it's literally not even working when I need him the most? Mm -hmm. And then you know, his way is always the best. (laughs) Um, not your
1: timing, it's his timing. Yeah, Yeah. and then,
0: like, a couple weeks later, I ended up transferring to schools, and it was a lot better. Um, And, like, just, like, that whole kind of, like, process just made me realize that I do, like, this isn't, again, isn't just mom and dad's relationship, and I did have kind of time apart from the church when I needed the church the most, Mm-hmm. and how that that was all my fault. That was all my doing. Nobody ever, like, was like, oh, Maddie, we just aren't going to church anymore. Like, it was completely mm-hmm. on me, and it was kind of like, I think my parents also saw that it was a point of where I'm old enough now that I have to make the decision for myself if I want to go, or if I even want to have a relationship with God. Um, that definitely kind of, like, pushed me Away, but it also then obviously pushed me further into having a relationship with him.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I think I've wanted to verbalize it like that, but I've never found the words to like say it like that. Of like, you there's a moment of when you have to take your faith in your own hands and there is an element of, like, you know, it's a sink or swim situation, like, what's gonna happen here, but you kind of have to drown a little bit to, to figure out how to swim, you know, like, to have those. And I did,
0: like, I totally sunk, like, yeah, and, like, for almost, like, a good month and a half, I just was, like, forget it, like, this is, like, this sucks, and it was the darkest month and a half of my life, like, it was, And it was not something that I wanted to be kind of like, oh, it's getting really dark out here. Like, like, it was not something that I wanted to address and that I wanted to realize because I was so upset Mm -hmm. until finally his will did come to fruition. And I was kind of like, oh, wait, like, this is great. Thanks, God. Like, this is awesome. And then, like, I kind of had to, like, take a step back and realize, like, whoa like what happened like why did you Why why did I run away yeah like it's his timing not mine and that is the hardest concept for me to grasp mm-hmm. but it I mean like looking back like it made me so much like m- made me from then on rely on him so much more and to not I mean like yes there have been times where I still question him but right. made me not question him to the point of completely losing faith
1: right that's so important I mean and it's one of those like you have to you can't explain I mean you can talk about it and you can share your experiences but like until you go through it yourself and you experience that of like the pure darkness without the Lord in your life like it's like nothing else when you see that light at the end of the tunnel finally you know and like it's so indescribable but seriously I think that is like the closest feeling to heaven that Mm -hmm. you know we'll ever be able to feel but um yeah so okay wait so is there anything um about like middle school high school that kind of like led you to um college years and kind of like where we're at now decision for college like how did, you know, your childhood and 18 years living in the same place, you know, living with your family, how did that kind of like affect college or moving out or thoughts, feelings, decision, where you went to college?
0: Um, so CBU from like eight or five was the school I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, what? What? Go back. Wait. What'd you say? From what to five? From the age of five. Age of five. I heard yeah. from eight <laughs> to five, and I no. thought I don't know if from I've ever heard that one. age of five. Was, okay, this got it. I was going to. Sorry. Um, both of my parents went to CBU, and that's where they met. Um, so just kind of like going back to alumni events, and my mm-hmm. dad was on the baseball team, my mom was on the soccer team. So going to like baseball games and soccer games, like I. I don't know. There was just something that I just really loved about it. Um, And obviously, like, growing up, like, I had no idea, like, what kind of, like, college really meant or, like, (laughs) what I, like, was kind of, like, really what it was all about. Um, And it was the only school I applied to. (laughs) Um, I did know that I wanted to go to a Christian school. That was something that was in important to me because I see a lot of you uni- know like just I don't know things in this world nowadays are kind of scary and there's things that I don't really want to have to deal with at public universities that some of my friends have to deal with I mm-hmm. mean like some of it like I cannot imagine yeah um like li- I mean like even down to just like living areas and yeah. Sharing a bathroom with guys, like, that was just not something that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and um, I knew at a Christian university I would not get something like that, and I also knew that I, that every single class I would take would be taught through a biblical lens, and that mm-hmm. was something that I prioritized, um, and yeah, it did kind of play into a factor that both my parents went there. Um, but, I mean, I would like to say even if Mm -hmm. they didn't go there, I would have still chose CBU, um, just because of the principles and the values that they instilled in me growing Mm -hmm. up, and the values that I even hold for myself, um, match up very well with CBU, um, and also the program that I'm in there, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The school part of the university. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... There definitely was, uh, probably about a year ago, um, after my freshman year, there definitely was, I did have a point where I was kind of, like, doubting my decision of going to CBU, um, and I did look around at other schools, and I was even considering a career change and a major change, (laughs) like, literally so many things, um, but I, obviously, I didn't choose to go that path because I'm still at CBU, um, but just kind of like, even just when I was looking at other schools and other things, um, just none of it really seemed to be the right fit, and CBU, I mean, I don't think every, any school is perfect, and there are Mm -hmm. definitely things that I would wish were different about CBU, but there are also a lot of things that I absolutely love about it, Mm -hmm. um, and very happy with the decision I made, and, yeah, I love it there. I really do. Good, good. <laughs> how do you feel
1: like, Um, well, okay, wait, I was, I had a question. Um, Okay, how was the transition or um, do you feel like it impacted you going from literally experiencing every type of schooling that you can? Like, you know, having homeschool, being at home with mom in those early years, going to a private Christian school, transferring to a public high school then going back to a christian um college like how do you think um those transitions and all like experiencing all those different um types of schooling affected you
0: um that's a good question wow okay let me think about it (laughs) okay so i have definitely experienced a lot of different types of people because mm-hmm. of the different types of schooling that I have been to. Um, I have experienced kind of like the granoli, off-the-grid <laughs> type people. I've also experienced your very goody-two-shoes Christians and mm-hmm. your um, fake... Not I, I don't want to call them fake Christians, but like people who... Kind of like wear a mask, mm-hmm. and then I've also experienced hardcore drug dealers, yeah. and yeah. um, hardcore partiers, and then I have experienced normal people. Mm-hmm. And I like to consider myself normal, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and I definitely think all of that is kind of all CBU. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely are your. <laughs> Like exposing to you, there definitely are your kids who their very first time going to school is college. Yeah, and that is something that not necessarily I can personally relate to, but I can relate to the feeling of being homeschooled and then going to school. Right. Um, and that's something that are those necessarily my type of people not really, but it is <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest, um, but it is something that I can, like, like, I understand it, like, I understand, yeah. like, what they're going through, um, and then I have also experienced, like, I mean, even just not even going to a Christian school growing up, but just going to church, even, mm-hmm. you're two shoes Christians who won't even, like, won't be caught dead going to Coachella, like, right, not, right, really, really, like, yeah. won't we'll yeah. be caught dead doing That's a good stuff example, like that, yeah. um, But are still really awesome, amazing people that I love to have in my life. But those people are definitely not my very best friends. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, even at a Christian university, there are people who love to party. And there are Mm -hmm. people who um, are just there for the school or are just there for sports. And I don't know. Like, I feel like those people are, like, they still need Jesus, too. Totally. And... I do feel like there are a lot of people at CBU and a lot of people just in the Christian community in general who kind of shy away from being friends with people like that Mm -hmm. because they're too sinful or their, their lifestyle isn't like theirs, which I mean, those people, they don't have to be your very best friends. Like Mm -hmm. that's okay. If your lifestyles don't match up and if you're like... Plans for life don't match up, and what you like to do for fun is not what they like to do for fun. Like that's okay, and like I mm-hmm. think that is something that I definitely really learned in high school when I transitioned from the private Christian school to the my public school that I graduated from. Uh, was that it is okay to be friends with the partyers, and it's okay to be friends with the drug dealers, and it's okay mm-hmm. to be friends with people who don't love Jesus, like, yeah, it's yeah. okay, like, just as long as those are not your very best friends, and that you don't go to life advice, right, <laughs> right, like, if you don't go to them for life advice, or, like, I think it's okay, just as long, like, and I had a lot of friends in high school that, like, they knew I went to church, and they knew I went to a Christian school, and, we kind of just had like a mutual agreement like okay I'm going to tell you my life problems and I'm going to tell you that this drugs dealer screwed me over and what happened at this crazy party over the weekend and like I was able to sit there and laugh with them about a funny story that happened at a party and we just had a, kind of like a mutual agreement like I know you don't do this mm-hmm. but we can still be friends and we can still talk about it yeah. and I feel like that is where a lot of people in the Christian community and a lot of people at CBU like kind of like miss the mark mm-hmm. where they're just kind of like oh They drink alcohol, they get drunk every weekend, they do drugs, they have sex with their boyfriend, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to them, I don't even want to be associated with them. There's a lot of fear around that. Yes, and there's a lot of fear where, like, oh, like, I don't want, like, me to be, like, wrapped up in that group and people to think that I'm a part of this certain friend group, where that is not something that I'm necessarily afraid of, just because I feel like, one, that's kind of a, like, that's a bummer way to live, Like, you miss out on a lot of things, but I also think that you miss out on a lot of opportunities to possibly share the gospel with them. Totally. And to, for them just to, like, kind of see, like, oh, there is something different about this girl. I wonder what it is. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, hey, this is a Christian who is okay with me talking about all the drugs I've done and all the weed I've smoked and all of the alcohol I've drank. Like, yeah. And, I don't know, like, it definitely has been something that, I mean, like, I, I mean, my model of life is you to you, I'm not gonna do that, but you to you, like, it's okay, um, yeah, I definitely think that a lot of people, just in life in general, just kind of, like, miss the mark on, and I don't get it perfect every time, but it's something that I don't, like, like, there's not a stigma around that for me, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of, like, that's what you do, awesome, that's not what I do, and that's okay,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good point. Like, a lot of, you know, like what you said, I don't think all people, but I think a lot of people are very afraid in the Mm -hmm. Christian community of, you know, those things that have been labeled as, like, you know, super sins. And, you know, like, that's just a sinful lifestyle. And I think it's hard because, you know, we live in such a, you know, sin-filled world. And we all are human. Not saying that, you know, yeah, like, we're perfect. But it's just, like... It's hard to match, to completely avoid yourself and call yourself a Christian and want to have those relationships and build your relationship with the Lord when you're not putting yourself in situations to grow or to share or to be that other person for other people that may have a completely different story than you, think differently. And like, how are you going to plant a seed in someone Mm -hmm. or how are you going to literally fulfill your mission of being here and your purpose of living on this earth? If you're not going to put yourself in those uncomfortable right. situations. I mean,
0: like, one of the things that, like, I love about the Bible and one of the things that I definitely try to live by is, like, it says in the Bible, like, to love all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, oh, love the people who look just like you or right, love the people yeah. who act just like you or love Christians, Other Christians only. yeah. Or, like, it says to love all people, even... The people in jail, even people who look different than you. People, the people that have messy lives, the people that, yeah, you know, people who are broken. people who sell drugs. Like, right. it says to love all, and it doesn't put any restraints on that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that is, that's something that I hold to high value is, yeah, just to, I mean, we're called to love everybody, not just some.
1: Yeah, that's so important. And I feel like, yeah, like that definitely gets misconstrued sometimes or, you know, love all except. Yeah. Or love all but. There's no buts to that There's love no... and to Jesus' love and to what who we're called to love. Yeah. And that's so important. Um, okay. I'm thinking last question, but where do you feel like you are at currently? Either with your relationship with God or in your life, like, what, where do you feel, like, everything that you shared, or everything that, you know, you've kind of experienced has led you to today?
0: Um, I would definitely say that something that I, probably just in, like, the past year or so, that I, I mean, I've learned a lot in the past year, you know, yeah, I was gonna, once I said that, I was like, right, I should have a COVID follow-up question, but, um, definitely something is, college is great and it's super fun and I am loving it this past Mm -hmm. semester was probably my favorite semester to date um but something that I feel like people do not talk about enough about college is that you just you are bouncing from place to place Mm -hmm. all the time yeah like you are at home and then You're at school, and then you're at home, and then you're at school, and then, oh, you're at school, but you're in a completely different living area, and I think that is, while it's fun, um, that has been something that I feel like I have kind of struggled with the past couple months, is that this is really great that that I was at school in this really awesome living area, but now I'm home, and I'm going to go back to school in August to a completely different living area that I have to get used to, and I got to do that for another year. Yeah. Like, and that's really hard, just kind of, like, bouncing from place to place, and it m- has made me feel like I'm out of place, Mhm. even though I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, not, I don't know, it's just really hard, and it's been something now, like, being home. Um, like, yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to being at school and being at home, um, but that's just... I don't know it's just really hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think one word that I don't
1: know if I'm just speaking for myself but like I feel very unsettled by yes, it. Yes
0: that's a good word. Yeah
1: like I just I just totally it's I'm so glad you brought this up. But it's
0: also like I'm enjoying being at home and mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna miss it when I go back to school but then I'm gonna love being at school and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna be home and then I'm gonna be sad like it's just super like weird like there's pros and cons to both like obviously like I have friends at school, but I have friends and family at home. But then, my boyfriend's at another school. Like, but it's just it's super like it's just like all over the place. And like I remember like like literally last night I was on the phone crying to Woody about how I just don't like I just want to be all settled in the same place. Yeah. And that I want to stop the bouncing around. And that I just want all of my friends and all my family and my boyfriend to just be in one place mm-hmm. forever,
1: right? Like <laughs> forever, forever. I feel
0: that. I feel nobody that. move, nobody leave. Like just like forever. And I think that has been something that just in the past, even like month or two, that I've just been wrestling with in my spirit. Just kind of like, okay, I know God, this is where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. but I'm really missing school right now, or I really wish my boyfriend was home. Or, I really wish my family would stop bothering me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and. Wish I had my
1: own room right now. Or, like, right, yeah. I wish like, I had my own
0: apartment. Just, yeah, it's just been something that I've just been struggling with. And that is, I definitely think, is something that people don't talk about enough. Yeah. About college. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's great. Like, you moved out. Yay. But it's like, I haven't really moved out. Right. I still have a room at home. Half of my closet is still at home. Half and your stuff. And in six months, I'll be at home. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, I don't know. It's really, it's a really hard concept to grasp. Yeah. It is not something that I think freshman year I realized. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, freshman year COVID happened and all that crap. But um, now I think definitely like living at s- school for a whole semester and then actually having a move out date mm-hmm. um, was kind of, I don't know, I just didn't cope with it well once I got home. Yeah. And yeah but it's hard, but we're doing well. It's summer. Yeah, it's summer. <laughs> it's summer. It's summer. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, well,
1: do you have anything else you want to share or any little random mm. facts, a little...
0: Let's see, let me think. Um,
1: tidbit, anything you, you think know. I didn't have a question on
0: or... No. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, just, I mean, I just hope that, like, what you guys got from this was that, I'm not perfect, nobody is, and that, um, that you guys are encouraged by this, hopefully, and somehow, um, I don't know, (laughs) but that God is always on the move, and that he is moving in silence, and that, I don't know, something that has kind of just been, like, a reoccurring theme in my life is that, like, his will is the best, and that he truly does want what's best for us, and that really dark times with him are better than dark times without him.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and, huge. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Take, <laughs> Take notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Wow, oh, that was so good. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that I have had to learn the hard way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so important. Oh. Thank you, Mad Dog, for Thanks. sharing. That was Thanks so for good. Listening. So was good. super long, but... I know. I'm hoping you guys love this series because I'm already, like, episode one. I'm so fired up. This is I so know. good. Like, let us know if you guys want us to do more stuff like this because I feel like this is super fun and, like, super vulnerable and real, but I feel like... I think both of our goals, I can speak mm-hmm. for both of us, is, like, I wish... I would have heard like if I didn't know these things or like you know things from us like I'm already learning so much from you I've known you for 10 years but like hearing your testimony again and like asking you these questions like I'm already still learning so much from you and like your perspective that like I'm just kind of hoping that we're able you know you're able to kind of grasp from us like I wish I would have known some of these things or I need that encouragement or like you know just I mean hearing from you like knowing a peer is feeling the same way is yeah. so important <laughs> it's sometimes. So it's so encouraging. Like, just thinking, like, yeah, like, you know, we have these funny episodes. We talk about Coachella, but, like, just know, like, we're in the same boat. We're all, we all have emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, our Instagram is a highlight reel. It's not real. Yeah. Like, like, we all have things. We all have hard times. And, like, yeah. life is not pretty sometimes, but that's what's so we beautiful about it. We all
0: have our own type of
1: mess, and somehow. We all have our own stuff. And that's what we carry. But, like, Jesus is the one that, mm-hmm. you know, gets to shine through. So, hoping this is encouraging.
0: Hope yes. you guys love it. This is episode one of our little mini-series. Yes. So, next week, you guys will hear Evie's Woo! testimony. Um, Hope you guys enjoy this. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's all we have for today.
1: That's it for today. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.